CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, my guest today is Katie Harris. She is a nursepreneur. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, give our audience some background on you so that they can get a flavor of where you came from, how you came up with the, or the nursepreneur process, and then I have a whole list of questions for you. <laughs> uh, so I've been a nurse for over 20 years, and uh, I've enjoyed being in the hospital system, but there you get to a certain point where it gets very frustrating and there's not a real creative outlet for your expertise. So after five, 10, 15 years, you just get tired of doing the same thing. And I wanted to see what else was out there. So one of the first businesses I started was a concierge nurse business, which serviced patients after they left the ORs. Uh, and we took them home and stayed with them. And then I helped other nurses to put that together, which kind of came around for me to start Nursepreneurs because it became a place where nurses could come and get some business information and learn about you know what could their expertise, how could that turn into a business? And uh, it's just grown incredibly in the last couple of years. How do you turn uh, nursing into a six-figure income? So, you know, I usually start with my nurses looking at what their expertise is. So let's say that they are a cardiac nurse. And I have a student right now who specializes in congestive heart failure. And what she's doing is designing a program for uh, CHF or congestive heart failure patients so they understand how to eat and how to really do all the things that we tell them to do in the hospital, but don't have any time to really teach them how to do it. Because as you can imagine, if you get a diagnosis like diabetes or congestive heart failure, and then you go home and it's like you have to make all these lifestyle changes, you don't even know where to start. And what's happening is the patient's just shut down and they go back to what they were doing and it becomes a problem. When you're talking to your nurses, trying to formulate a business, give us the sense of, of how that works because the, you don't normally think of nurses as entrepreneurs and independent business people. How does that conversation unfold and where do you take it so that they get guidance to create their own six-figure business? Yeah, and this is something that's evolved over the years because I'll, I'll be honest with you, the conversation that I typically have first with the nurses is, I'm so burnt out, I'm, you know, I'm tired of this, I have, the, they'll just have a whole list of stuff that they're talking about, and I'll talk them through what their expertise is and how they can use that to really cement themselves as, as an expert in a particular field in again, CHF or diabetes or whatever their their field is. And then at that point, then we can say, hey, you know what, um, you have this expertise. You, now you have a following of people that are interested in what you're saying and what you're offering. Now we can look at and say, maybe we can monetize this in a course or you can, if you have enough of a following, you can do branding deals um, and you just have that kind of leverage like any entrepreneur uh, with an audience that that tends to be the most powerful aspect that they have as as entrepreneurs um, 
me being one from you know since I was six, it's kind of second nature for me, but it's not second nature for everybody, and especially in the healthcare industry. Uh, I wanted to understand why there are not more entrepreneurs in that industry sector. Yeah, I, I agree, and, it, and it's not just nurses, but you know, doctors as well, because there's this idea that if you're going to start a business, it's you're going to start your own clinic, right? So a physician is going to start a primary care clinic or or whatever, just like a dentist would start it. But they have a whole other aspect uh, realm of. Uh, that they can offer of expertise and coaching is one of them so in terms of health coaching today there's a lot of lay people that are out there uh, I say lay people but people that are not medical that are uh, teaching people how to cope with their illnesses and their disease states because as a healthcare industry in general we haven't really done that we haven't done our job because we're so busy getting people in and out of the hospital as quickly as possible so the more that the tighter our schedules are the less we can spend time with these patients and then they go searching the internet and they're looking for somebody to help them like what do i do how do i deal with this diagnosis how do i change it how do i get empowered and uh that is an area that i really feel is the purview of, of nurses and that's what we should be doing so i'm really pushing this idea the the concept of being able to make more money without adding extra shifts i, I wanted you to, to open that up for us a little bit so i would say that one of the things that we do as nurses is all of us have well i shouldn't say all but um a lot of us have three, four different jobs. So you have your primary job and then you work overtime and then you work PRN or as needed in different hospital systems. So maybe I work for three different hospitals and pick up shifts there. So one of the things that you do is that you start becoming dependent on these extra shifts, right? So you start bringing home a certain amount of money, then you start spending to that and then it becomes income that you have to have. So one of the things that I wanted to help them do was instead of working more and more shifts, because then you get up to you're working six, 12 hour shifts a week and it's just not sustainable. Instead of doing those extra shifts, let's have a business that can actually grow and scale and expand and you don't have to pick up those extra shifts. And it certainly is a lot of work in the beginning, but it's kind of that light at the end of the tunnel where, hey, I've got this um, this coaching program, I've got these coaches that I've licensed and certified in my process, or I have this course that I've developed, and it takes on a life of its own. So you're not adding more skill sets to their, their core focus. You're adding business skills and marketing skills to develop a larger clientele and perhaps even bring support staff underneath them is that is that what i'm getting yeah that that's an option so one of the the models there would be the, the concierge nurse model so as a concierge nurse what i do is i have nurses that work for me and i establish relationships with their physician offices and when they have patients that are good for my service they'll call me and i'll send a text out and say who wants to pick up this shift so then we can service a larger area and more patients uh, and then i don't have to work extra shifts so i can bring these nurses on to do this and it's the same with another a model which is IV hydration and uh, i have nurses that have started IV hydration clinics and they do the concierge model, so they'll go out to uh, races and they'll hydrate uh, runners and, and different sports teams where they'll do wedding parties and that kind of stuff. And they have a team of nurses that work for them. 
All right, so you've taken the gig economy into the medical field. I got it. Because I'm familiar with, with uh, a concierge medicine for, for doctors, but I've never heard of it for nurses. It's a natural progression. Tell me about your business, though. Are you f- trying to stay localized in geographical areas, or is this something that you see as scalable on an international basis, the other, other end of the spectrum? Yeah, and that that's actually something that's new that's come up for me this year because I so I have a Facebook group. We have about six thousand nurses that are interested in business at least, uh, which is it was just great. And in that Facebook group, I've attracted people internationally. So now I have students. I have a student in Africa, and I have a student in Australia, and uh, you know I'm really excited about those possibilities. And then I have another nurse that's in Bali who we've been talking about doing a detox retreat for nurses and stuff. So those kind of uh, things have just opened up. So I'm really excited about the possibilities of where that can go and, and what that's going to uh, entail. It seems to me that you've got the, if you're multilingual and multi-skilled, in other words, you're not just skilled in oncology, you're skilled in, in a couple of things that it really, the world could be your oyster with this process. Yeah, I, I agree. And especially with nurses. And again, I keep going back to the coaching because I think it's so important uh, because we really leave our patients hanging when they go home with, uh, you know, just the discharge instructions that we give them. But that's the time when they're so motivated and they want to make changes. They just don't know what to do. And nurses are the most trusted profession out there. So it's, it's, it just lends itself for that to occur, that we take that, take that front and we help patients to just have better health care. What is the normal ramp up time from somebody hearing about your service, a skilled nurse, and to being able to build out their business, or at least get it off the ground and started? Yeah, as, as you can imagine, um, as an entrepreneur or anybody that's tried to help entrepreneurs, it can be difficult. So I've had a student that went from, she came to me first and had no idea what she wanted to do. And we were able to set up an IV hydration clinic for her. And she started making money rapidly within four months. But I'm going to say that is unusual. The other thing that I have is that the nurses come in and they have so much expertise and I call it expertitis because they can do so they have a PhD they've got master's degrees they have certifications out the wazoo like they're so skilled and they want to use all of those skills together so trying to get them to pick one uh, that can take months so it depends it, it depends on how long it takes me to get them to one pick something that they want to do and then to start building like content around it. And that's really the biggest piece of it is developing that influencer status and just accepting that you have a message to give people. So there's some mindset blocks that we have to get through. So it's, it's very individualized how long it will take somebody to get past some of those hurdles. Katie, that's, that's a lot of information in a short period of time. I want to thank you for being a guest on today's show, but stick around after the show. I have an introduction I'm going to make for you. That would be great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.